Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of motorsports coverage on Race Chaser Radio. This is Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker, and it is my pleasure to get the week started off right. Uh, we have one in the studio and one on the Strutmasters hotline tonight. Uh, the gentleman in the studio is to my right. Uh, your left, if you're... Um, that's where I get to do the uh, thing. They always... I used to listen to football games. They always say that uh, Notre Dame is going from left to right on your radio, and I keep looking at the radio for players, and I don't see any. Um at your left, my right, uh, is Keith Graham from the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Keith is the founder, creator, producer, director, and uh, chief cook and bottle washer. Did I about cover it all? You covered it all. My, yeah. my wife is also a big part of it. Yes. Oh, well, she, she owns it. Yeah, she is. See, too. notice I didn't say you were the owner. <laughs> yeah. I just said founder, creator, because we know that what's yours is hers and what's hers is CC. That is correct. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're happy to have Keith <laughs> Got to cover that base. Keith, uh, Keith Series opened their history, like as in first ever race, uh, at Dillon, oh, gosh, um, a month ago? Yeah, the 23rd. Yeah, yeah, somewhere somewhere in that area. Uh, it's been a, been a few weeks. And uh, I had the chance to attend. And so we're going to talk to Keith about that and about, uh, well, really the, the series in general and what 2020 the going forward looks like. And we've also got one of the racers from the series. We actually booked at Dylan before we knew Keith was going to be on. Um, Nick Loden going to join us. Uh, Nick is was with us once last year. Uh, we were still in Mooresville then in our old studio. And now that we're up here at WSIC Studios in Statesville, uh, Nick's going to join us via the Strutmasters hotline. And uh, he'll talk about his season. I know Nick plans to run the entire Carolina Pro 8 Model Series and is going to do some racing in Florida um, and uh, probably some other things along the way as well. So uh, that is what the guest lineup looks like. As for what else we're going to talk about, oh, it's wide open because, uh, of course, we've got uh, James Mellick back in the studio. We call him Red, so does everybody else. And uh, Red has not been here since, uh, well, a while, about seven, eight weeks, probably. Yeah, probably seven, eight weeks. Been a while. Been uh, working a different shift at work, kind of doing our social distancing there at work, kind of splitting us into two shifts. So uh, I haven't been able to make it up here, but it's great to be back in the studio, back working normal hours. And uh, actually, it's back just, it's, it's good to see race cars on the track. Well, and we should explain for those who may be new uh, to our audience, we know we have several of you, um, that uh, Red's work is Teardown Specialist for Levine Family Racing. And if you're thinking that sounds familiar, well, it should. It's Chris Bell's Cup Team. So um, you have been uh, just going absolutely out of your mind trying to keep cars going back and forth and um, I can't even imagine what that's been like, but can you give us uh, a brief idea of kind of from the inside, what, what's it been like the last uh, three, four weeks? Uh, it's been a lot of work. I can definitely tell you that. Normally when you have a month to tear down four cars, uh, you do it in 10 days. So you're tearing wow. down and cleaning all those parts because you had four races in 10 days. So you normally have basically four weeks to do that. 
uh, we basically had the same amount of time. So we tore all those cars down and have all had to have all those parts cleaned and ready to go. And some of those cars, since you're limited to only 12 chassis this year, had to get run at other tracks really quick because it's so fast and they're intermediate cars. So you'd have to turn a car around that ran maybe at a Darlington run, Darlington one to go run, I don't know, a Homestead or Atlanta or something. So some of the cars had to get turned around for some of these teams. So just the work to get these cars done, turned around, cleaned, parts yeah. ready to put back on the next cars. Uh, it was a lot of work, but we all stood up to the task and got everything we needed to get done, done. And we got onto a hot streak where we started really running well. You really have. I mean, I was, I've been proud of Chris. I think Chris, from the beginning, very beginning of the year, pre-COVID to, to now, I think Chris has just come miles. And I saw it said somewhere, I can't remember where I saw it, but somebody had an article that talked about Chris and was saying that Chris said that he's still really trying to get used to how to pace himself for 500 miles or 500 laps versus the 200s, 250s that the, you know, Troxy Xfinity series were running. It's a different deal just getting to the end of the races. And I feel like since he's been focusing on that, it has made a huge difference in his performance and and a lot of the result has been things that Chris doesn't control. Yeah, I mean, he so, really came out right after that long break there. Yeah. I mean, he went out there and he ran the first few races and got to see what the Cup Series was about. Yep. And basically, they awarded him, and all the rookies for that fact, uh, another offseason to say, okay, well, now we know <laughs> yes. what this is kind of like. We know what Cup racing is. And if you look, all the rookies have came out even better yeah, since have. that break. And Christopher Bell... Um, for sure has, and we are all pumped over there at our place. I for feel it. like the one that's that's sort of lagging behind, and I'm I'm kind of surprised at this, and I, and I don't I'm not blaming him. I'm just noting it, observing it, because again, it hasn't all been his fault. There've been a couple of crashes he's been caught up in too, but Cole Custer, I feel like, is the one out of the whole rookie group that's sort of been one step behind. Like I'm waiting for that moment when we go, oh hey, Cole Custer has arrived. You know, we've had it with Chris. Charlotte, the 600, I feel like, was Chris's breakout moment. Yeah. Um, he ran far better than he finished. Um, but he was still top 10, and that was great. Um, Tyler Reddick's had several good races. Corey, um, um, not Corey. Joy, John Hunter. John Hunter Nemechek is, is the other one that has just, he has playoff speed yeah. in that front row car. And he's driven it beautifully for the most part. Um you know, so you have some of those guys, um, and then I, I just feel like Cole is the one out of the big three that came out of Xfinity that I'm still waiting for that moment to happen, and it just hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah, he's been unable to shake you know, the bad luck. Yeah. Like we had at LFR, we started off the season with that bad luck, yep. couldn't catch a break, and we got rid of that now, thankfully. Hopefully it doesn't come back. But that team there has been unable to shake yeah, it so far. It's been interesting. So uh, good to have you back, uh, even if it's only for one night for now. Yeah. Um, we'll have uh, Nick Moncher back on Thursday night because uh, James is, is, has drawn uh, a short straw and has to work. Um, so we have Nick coming back in, and he'll be bringing one of his Venturini Motorsports drivers, Ryan Repko, along. They're going racing uh, pretty soon as well. In fact, the ARCA East Series has a race uh, no, sorry. Yes, East at Toledo this coming weekend. So uh, Arkham Menards East is um, is in action. So Nick will have some things to talk about, and uh, as will, of course, Ryan Repko, who's 
going to be making a start at Talladega when the ARCA series goes there later this month um, to get the national series back on track. So it's, um, it's, it's just the, the next month is an insane schedule. Of course, between now and then Martinsville on a Wednesday night, midweek, Televised cup racing from Martinsville. Under yes, the please. Yep. Under the lights. Under the lights. Yes, please. More, please. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be great. And uh, so looking forward to all of that. Of course, tomorrow on the Inside Pass, if you're uh, up at 11 Eastern and you want to tune us in tomorrow on um, the Inside Pass, Ross Chastain, Watermelon Man, will be joining us. Um, and, uh, we're happy to have Ross back, uh, via the Strutmasters hotline tomorrow. And, uh, then I think next week we've got Adam Alexander on inside pass. So that's a big interesting. Hit. Yeah. Adam's going to be in and we've got Justin Haley and, uh, and then we get into July and I know there's a week in July. I can tell you that, uh, uh Randy told me today he got Jake Gers who just, uh, put out the John Andretti book. That's big. Hit yes. Too. Jake Gers going to be talking with us on inside pass. So, that's a show on Tuesday mornings that all of you should tune into now. If you want to just have one place to go and check out all of our stuff, even if you miss it live and you want to hear it, it's this simple. Go to wherever your favorite podcast platform is, Spotify, Apple, Google, doesn't matter. Um, tune in wherever. Search Race Chaser Radio and hit the follow or subscribe, whatever it, it is on that site. And you'll never miss another show. I'll always tell you when there's new content being uploaded. And um, we have our numbers on Spotify have spiked big time um, over the last uh, short while here. So uh, great to be uh, getting some traction on the podcast side of things. So just again, search Race Chaser Radio. We put all of our shows into the feed in the order in which we do them. So um, tonight's show will start the first new show of this week. And then tomorrow and Thursday and so on, we have the two podcasts that we do as well. So all kinds of good stuff happening. Um, we're looking forward to talking to Keith and Nick, and um, we'll talk about some of the short track stuff that's going on too. Of course, we had the race at Ace for the Cars Tour over the weekend, and uh, well, Josh Berry has a week off. Yeah, yeah. Josh, and Josh, uh, Josh got suspended. It was yeah. announced today. Don't forget they got the drawing that they just had for the starting lineup for Wednesday's race at Martinsville. Martinsville. So they got the drawing. We'll know where yep. everybody's starting tonight. Yep. So uh, that's uh, we got a lot to cover here on on this show. Um, we'll, we'll, we got about a minute and a half. We'll just uh, start talking with Keith. Uh, first of all, glad to have you back, my friend. It's been a while. It's fantastic to be back. I appreciate it. You got your first race in. You have been christened. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a good show. And you lived to tell about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a fantastic <laughs> show. I really enjoyed it. It was. I was more than impressed by the cars that came and and the, and the feedback I got from a lot of the racers. How nervous were you getting up in the morning on race day? Uh, I was nervous. I'm, I still am, to be honest with you. Even it's moving over. on to our next one, you cannot be. Oh, I see. Okay, you're nervous for the next. Yeah, one. yeah. I say, if you're still nervous for the last one, it's over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it went good. You did good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I really didn't hear any major complaints, and that's unusual for a series debut. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you're always going to have somebody saying, "Well, I wish it were this, or we should have done that, or whatever." There's always those things. And I want to talk to you and get you to talk about maybe some of the little things that you th thought could be better or whatever as we get into the show also. But um, you, you and your whole staff are to be commended as far as I'm concerned. I know what it's like to debut a series after you've worked so hard all winter on it. And, and, and it is, 
you know, at least for me, it was gut wrenching and the first show went fine and everybody was like, okay, good. You know, now we know what we need to do. We'll be back with more of the show after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Yes, I got to talk again. Welcome back to Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you more about uh, the folks from Victory in a little while. Um, we have a starting lineup for the 71st annual Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500. That is a Red. mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it needs an acronym. Let's see. 71-A-B-E-M-P-R-500. <laughs> so who's uh, 
Who are the lucky winners here? Uh, well, we got the top ten up here. They just posted them online. You got uh, Blaney starting from the pole. And then you got, alongside of him, Eric Almarola. And then in row two, you got Laganu and Boyer with Truex, Keselowski, Bush, Bowman, Bush being Kyle Bush. And then you have Bowman, Kurt Bush, and Harvick are your top ten to start at Martinsville. So that's going to be the top ten rolling off there. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through here. Uh, you were wondering during the break where your driver Chris Bell is starting. Yeah. I know we're, um, I think we're 26th in points North now. North Carolina. So. Is so we're probably like 30th, 36th. 32nd. Let's split the difference. Yeah, yeah. we got a good little but, drive there. And the um, Toyota, Toyota, according yes. to the sheet. Yeah. We are Toyota. Toyota, Toyota. Um, <laughs> it, number 95. So, yeah, you're starting with Brendan Poole in row 16. Been a while since he's actually been back there. It's been at least two years. I mean, last time he was there, he's in a truck. So, yeah. Been a while since he's been back. Well, you know what's tough about. Of course, this is a short track, so track position is important, you know, because you start lapping cars pretty quickly if you don't get a caution. So hopefully Chris can make some shrewd moves in the first few laps of the race and get himself up into the, the 20s anyways, yeah. where he can hang around for a while. Because if you get lapped early, it's hard to make that up. That competition is going to be big for yeah. sure for us. I mean, yeah. starting 30th, 32nd, that competition caution. If you can get a whole bunch of spots there, get for that sure. competition caution, close everything up. And that helps your chances for sure. I think it's going to be interesting to uh, to see how this turns out. I mean, you know, we're all short track fans here at heart. Um, you know, and and I think that uh, the idea of having midweek short track racing on a Wednesday night on Fox or FS1 is pretty darn cool. Keith, what do you think? I absolutely love it. I, I wouldn't mind seeing short track racing seven days a week. Yep, <laughs> it's going to be uh, going to be interesting. So. Um, I, I want to real quick, we're not going to get into a detailed discussion about this right away till the second hour. So if you want to hear it, you'll have to hang around. Mm-hmm. But I will just bring this up because um, it's kind of a preview and because I just saw a tweet that relates to it. Um, so Bob Pockris, one of NASCAR's core writers from uh, Fox, said earlier uh, about Ace Speedway, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper said the state will take action against Ace Speedway if local officials do not. Track had a race last week with signs calling it a protest, <laughs> um, which county sheriff determined sufficient to be able to hold a mass gathering. Track website shows the next race there is June 19th. Now, I had a response to that on Twitter, which I'll read to you later. But Here's why I brought this up now. And again, we can just set this aside for later and we'll, we'll have some conversation with Keith and Nick Loden's going to join us shortly too. Um, Matt Weaver uh, had an interesting tweet. He says this, here's everything you need to know about the ACE Speedway situation. ACE declared Saturday's car, cars race a peaceful protest to avoid a mass gathering citation. The North Carolina governor has vowed to take action And the local sheriff has again refused to enforce any order. So um, interesting things going on in North Carolina here with regard to short track racing and fans, no fans, all that kind of good stuff. And um, I will uh, get back to all that a little bit later on. We'll get back to Keith Graham now. Um, Keith, of course, uh, if you're just joining us, the founder of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, which made its debut in history a few weeks ago at Dillon Motor Speedway in South Carolina. 23 cars. Um, 
showing up for the first race, which is extraordinary. Um, and uh, I mean, you, you had one driver lead all the laps, but I mean, aside from that, uh, it was a great first debut and you, I mean, gosh, Quapple was just hot, man. Well, again, yeah, he was hot and he does, they do their homework. There's no, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't, you can't talk bad about them. They do their homework. They work on their cars 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, and the interesting thing is I'm double-checking my phone because I'm old and my mind frequently leaves me. So I'm checking my calendar because I know he's on my – yeah, Travis – actually, next Monday. Travis Quapple will be our lead guest in studio next Monday. And Travis was the winner of your first race. Nick Loden finished second, and Nick's going to be our guest here in a little while on the phone. Um, But, uh, I mean, 23 cars, you know – Talk a little bit about what were your expectations going in and how did the day and the overall picture of it meet your expectations once you had a chance to sort of digest it a bit? Well, once we – things didn't go according to plan. Uh, me and uh, Barfield, the, uh, the owner of uh, Dylan, we had certain things we wanted to lay out as we went in, time schedule-wise, to get my guys in there, to get things happen. Everything didn't go according to plan, but we did – adjust accordingly and things went a little smoother got everybody in there started running through tech had a few hiccups with that just normal staff things uh just me and uh my, my staff trying to get on the same page on the same page and trying to get a system of flow going uh with with the whole system of things and it, and it turned out pretty good like i said i didn't get very many in any complaints about the way things went um it i it was awesome. That's all. I mean, when I when the, my cars went out there for their first round of practice, and I went and stood on the front straightaway and seen all those Carolina Perlite Mall banners, windshield banners, and my decals and everything on it, I got chill bumps from head to toe. I bet. You know, it was just. Uh, I just. It's, it's like having to, a baby, isn't it? Oh man. <laughs> it was, you see the baby for the first time. It was awesome. Yeah. Did it bring back those memories from the first time you ever saw a race? Like when you were a kid, first time you ever went to the track, you got hooked on it. Seeing those cars out there with your banner and all that, did that bring back that childhood, like, to you? Yeah, yeah. Which, well, you're also a racer. I'm a racer, yeah, and that's the yeah. thing, too. Just this actually, the cars rolling in, unload, being put on jack stands, and I'm looking down pit road both sides of the front straightaway, and I could, and seeing all those pro late models that are there to run the Carolina pro late model series. I mean, and that, that me and a, a bunch of, or a few of my uh, the racers and, and my wife and, there's everybody that put their heart and soul into getting this thing. That first race there, it was, I mean, like I said, I'm getting chill bumps now just talking got, about it. I can tell. You know, so. yeah. Now, just a quick question I'll ask. This will also help get out there to the people who don't know. Uh, your Pro Late Model Series, is it just a standard Pro Late Model? It's nothing special. You don't have to have a special car to drive in it, any of that. You can just bring a standard yeah, Pro Car? Yeah, a, a standard straight rail Pro Car, uh, the crate motors. We, we are uh, big on the crate motor situation. Uh, with the 602s, 603s, 604s, 425s, the 347s. It's a crate motor situation. There you go. But uh, the car itself, open shock, open, I mean, every, it's pretty much a super with a crate motor. There you go. Yeah, I feel like um, <clears throat> I feel like that was one of the, I think, the the things going in that I was waiting to see is the the how a, the, the motor situation turned out because I knew there would be some people who would want to run the uh, – the Ford crate or Ford spec, 
um, which, from my understanding, has significantly more horsepower than the the Chevy. But um, when it all shook out in the feature, in the end, I w- I'm really not sure it made that much of a difference. It didn't, and... W- after that race and even before that race, I did a lot of research on the horsepower numbers compared to, especially with us putting the Ford combinations on a two barrel. Yeah. You know, and that limited their horsepower, which they still on average got just a tick more than most of the Chevrolets. And that's not a problem. Cause like you said, once everything gets evened out, it, it's put on some good racing. Cause yeah. I, I have, it was a Ford Chevy Chevy top three in the podium. Yeah. And three different combinations by that mean, you know, yep. also. Yep. So. Yeah, and I feel like Nick had a car that could have competed with Travis. It just, it's like Nick needed a little bit more, it, you know, like it's kind of the one adjustment away or or, or something. It, it wasn't a drastic difference, I guess, where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was just the motor alone that would have, I think Nick could have overcome that. And, and Travis has so much more experience yeah. than Nick. That was the... Nick's best ever finish. It's Carson, by the way. You know, it's Carson Quapa, not Travis. Come why on. Did I say no. Travis? I don't know. I'm going to go back and look now because I want to see if that's what I wrote on my calendar. Yeah, it's Carson. And I bet I did. <laughs> yeah, it's his boy. That's one of his boys. Travis got... Quapel. Yeah. <laughs> Travis is not going to be the guest here next next week. It's Carson. But see, when you get old, this yeah. is what happens. Your mind gets up, goes for a walk, and sometimes it doesn't come back for a while. It's that solar panel you got going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. saving, got Carson and who? I forget his two boys. Uh, Caden. Caden. Carson and Caden. Yeah, Carson and Caden, Caden is, is actually the one the car was was built for. Uh, Carson uh, came in to you know shake it down, and Carson enjoyed driving it. But Caden is actually the one that's going to be spending the majority of his time with the Pro Late models. Once, oh, really? Once he gets in there. I didn't know that. Yeah, that car was built for Caden. Interesting. Because that's, what, according to Carson, that was one of their older chassis. Yeah, it's uh, according to, yeah, Travis told me, I think they said 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. You know, and it was backed into the fence that it was totaled, you know, so they, it was actually been rebuilt, you know. What so. kind of chassis was it? Mm. Any idea? Yeah. I didn't know if you knew. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. I should because I've, we've had conversations about it. I was just out to Hickory and spoke to them today. Um mm. I, I do not know. I wasn't sure if it was like one of the older style that companies that aren't around anymore or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wish I knew. It, I, I it was a winning one. Yeah, it was That's definitely a winning one. <laughs> yeah. It was a winning one. It didn't matter at that point as so, long as it's standing no, in the And they, they did their homework. And I mean, and, and really, I did not get any overall complaints about that in general. About they just, you know, they and Carson, looking at the field of drivers I had, Carson was a, is a very experienced driver compared to. He is. A lot of the drivers I as had. As young out there. as he is, I think he's only 17, but he's been racing a long time in a variety of different, you know, cars on both surfaces. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's, it's a big deal. Uh, and like I said, I thought the job, and we'll talk to Nick about it in a moment here, but I thought the job that Nick did in that race, and I, and I was with him all of last year, um, it, you know, we got a third at one point last year. Uh, I think, uh, gosh, I can't remember what track now. Um, but, um, Second was the best run he's ever had, and and again I felt like he wasn't quite as good as as Travis, um, but I feel like he wasn't that far off track. Um, 
Carson. Carson. <laughs> See, the problem is now that you pointed it out. Um, yeah, he he was just that far off Carson and just didn't quite have enough. But um, it'll be interesting to talk with him about it uh, once he is on the show with us. We're going to step aside when we come back. Hopefully Nick will be joining us shortly. And uh, we will talk more with Keith Graham as well. And a bunch more stuff coming up as Lead Lap continues right after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As we continue with Lead Lap on a Monday night, starting off the Race Chaser programming for the week here on WS out of the WSIC studio in Statesville. We're live on the Performance Motorsports Network, and... Um, Soon to be live on the Race Chaser Radio Network as well. We're working on that. Hopefully by next week, 
Uh, we'll have that functioning so you can go straight to the Race Chaser Radio, Race Chaser Online. We've got all three, racechaseronline.com, racechasermedia.com, racechaserradio.com. It all goes to the same place. Go to the Race Chaser website and uh, just click on the player, um, and uh, you'll, you'll hear it as well. So uh, we're, we're working on a second live platform, and then, of course, uh, we are also available um, on demand on just about any podcast platform. As we talked about in the first segment, we have Keith Graham in the studio with us. Um, who was uh, talking about Carson Quapples uh, when his uh, first series race at Dillon. We've got Nick Loden uh, going to be joining us shortly as soon as uh, we get him on the phone. Oh, well, maybe we have him on the phone now, James Mellick says. We'll go to the strutmasters.com hotline. And no, we don't have him on the phone. Okay, hopefully um, Nick will call us back, or maybe that wasn't him. Um, but uh, Nick will be joining us shortly to talk about his second place run in that race. Uh, Nick's a, Nick's a very articulate young, uh, speaker at 15 years old. And he is a chip off the old block. His father, Andy was a champion three straight years at Hickory, um, back in the mid two thousands. And, um, Nick is certainly following in the footsteps and he's going to be, He's going to be fun to watch, I think, in your series this year for sure. I agree. I agree. When we were watching him through the race uh, the other day, it was he was patient. He was yeah. patient, and he just kind of, you know, he rode around and kind of just didn't make any aggressive moves and just did what he needed to do, and it paid off for him in the end. Yeah, I mean, and you – and there was, and I think we got Nick now, <laughs> so we're gonna go. We'll uh, we'll hold that. Uh, I'll hold that thought, and we'll go straight to the strutmasters.com hotline. Hello, Nick Loden. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You are uh, on the air with us now on Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, which I know you own one of those, um, and that is uh, how I know that uh, Victory Custom Trailers are amazing. And we'll tell, tell uh, everybody more about those later. But uh, Keith Graham with us in studio. Um, and so we've been talking about your run in the opening race at Dillon, finishing second to Carson Quapple, not Travis, as I said about three times in the opening segment. Um, but uh, Nick, you, uh, I mean, last year was your first year in a late model. And your best finish was third. You had um, basically an entire off season to sort of process everything. And um, I think you got a different car together and came out of the box at Dillon and finished second. Talk a little bit about your run in that race and um, talk about how you feel about that. I mean, that must have been, I know you told me afterward, you were really proud of that run. Yeah, that, was it. that run was pretty awesome, in my opinion. I mean, I was really nervous before that race. It was, I, I don't think I've ever been that nervous for a late mall race, other than my first time. I, I was upset over last year, didn't have the finishes I wanted, and got, getting second right out of the box last race, and race never wrecked anything, and car came home fine. I mean, I was happy with it. Well, yeah, and that, I mean, you, you mentioned didn't get wrecked. I mean, that was the problem last year in the series you were running. It was, a lot of the races were, you know, I mean, for all intents and purposes, were crash fests. And, um, you know, I mean, it just, you, it, it's hard to learn when you're always uh, coming in on the, the wrong end of the tow truck. Uh, 
So, you know, to see you come out of the box so strong at a track that you'd never been to, uh, brand new series, brand new situation, um, had to be impressive. I'm curious what you would say was the difference between you and Carson at the end of the race, because, um, you had a, a, at least one or two, I think, opportunities on restarts to maybe try to make some headway, um, but it seemed like you just didn't quite have enough there. Um, what do you think you were lacking? Was it experience? Was it race car? Was it both? I mean, what what do you think it would have taken for you to challenge uh, uh, young Mr. Quapple for the win? Well, on that last restart there, I got under the 143 car, and me and him raced side-by-side side for, like, four laps straight, and that just let Quapple get away from me. He had, like, a eight-car length lead over me yeah. by the time I got past the 143. And after that, I was um, they were calling out my times and his times, and I got down to, like, a three-car length, four-car length gap on him with, like, 15 to go. I was running consistently yeah. a tenth faster than him every lap. And then with the last 15 laps, it just kind of evened out. I got tired. I was, I never ran that many laps in a car before. (laughs) (laughs) My arms really didn't get tired. I just, yeah, I just got so sweaty. And I kind of, once I started thinking about that, I just kind of lost focus. But Uh I think I'm kind of ready for that next race. Yeah, Keith said yeah. that's called falling out of the seat. Now, see, yeah. you know, uh, this is part of the mental training we had last year, son. Getting yourself ready physically to run these longer races before you have to start running them. Um, you know, that's it, it, that's it is hard because the minute your mind goes to fatigue, you're done. And and that's the yeah. hardest thing to tell a young driver until they actually experience it. Um, you know, and and uh but you were very fast and you drove a great race and you're right. I, I kind of had forgotten that you spent so much time with um, Devin O'Connell in the 143. And uh, we, we've got Devin coming up uh, on a future show as well here soon too. And Devin's a driver out of new England who um, is a very talented young racer came down here looking for, you know, someplace to run because new England's still closed due to COVID Um Pretty much, there aren't many tracks uh, yet racing up there. So it's it, you know, he gave you a good run for your money for a little while, and then you were able to get away from him. But by and large, I felt like you had a pretty clean race. You had one or two close calls. That one on the front stretch was uh, kind of a hair raising moment for you. Yeah, closer than I want it. Which one are you talking about? Um, the one that where uh, you had, I think it was two or three cars involved, and basically you almost, I think you almost took off the right front. Oh, end. yeah. Coming out over that one yeah. that right there out of four? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. one of those that you sort of close your eyes and go, well, good luck. I mean, <laughs> as a spotter, it's yeah. kind of hard to, you know, to, to help you in that situation. But you did a great job. Um, what do you think, I mean, what do you attribute that fast start to? Is it just kind of having the winner to sort of think about things a little bit and, and um, you know, just kind of get your confidence up? Or what do you think the difference was? Uh, I think I just wasn't as scared that race. Last year, I was, is too cautious. I, I still was a little bit. It's just too, after last year, getting wreck after wreck, getting yeah. caught up in other people's stuff so much, I just, I, just, I don't know. 
it's nervous <laughs> when yeah. I get out there behind other cars. But I think I got over that that race. Good. After being able to get some actual good racing experience next to other cars without having to worry about wrecking, I think that really helped me. Now, we go to Orange County coming up uh, this this coming weekend. Um, you have been there before, if I remember correct. Was, where was it? That, was that the race where you got the third last year? I'm trying to remember where we were last year because I was there yeah, with you. Yeah. yeah, it was Orange County, yeah. Um, and so you were able to score a top three there. So you really got to be confident in what you can do up there now, having done what you did at Dillon in the opening, uh, round. Yeah. Or I, I really like that track last year. I just like being able to run multiple grooves. I don't, I, I'd much rather ride on, run around on the outside of somebody. It's fun being able to run side by side. And last year, me and Austin Harrison brought, ran side-by-side um, yes. side for like 15 laps straight there. Probably more than that. It was pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun, and, and uh, he's a good kid. And, and it's uh, it was, that was a, an enjoyable race to watch, and you did a great job in that one. Um, it's, it's definitely a different season for you. And uh, now, um, was that the newer chassis that you were running at Dillon, or was that the car from last year? Uh, that was the Port City chassis. I got a new city chassis for this year okay so you're running are you running but but don't you have two cars you're running one here and one in florida i think if i remember correctly or has that changed yep i got they're both port cities one, okay yeah i got a red one for florida and the black ones for north carolina in the carolina series so you're okay all right, but is one of them still the car from last year or did you get rid of that and get two new ones no we actually sold that the other day oh okay we just finally did nice so so you have two different cars and they're both newer or at least new to you port city cars yeah nice okay well um i know keith that uh with drivers like nick i mean you you had a nice balance because we we had carson we had nick i mean there were a number of young drivers will cox made his debut we had i was really impressed with mike toner jr mike mike took a car that he put together and finished fourth with it yes um uh, a car you know, that first was- time out yeah, for and that car hadn't hadn't seen the track in a while. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, he Mike did a, an excellent job, and he's an, he's an impressive young man. He's trying to. Uh, I know I talked to him the other day, and he's uh, trying hard to get to Orange County. So I think you may see him again, and uh, that was fun. You had Cody Connor, of course. Uh, we had Cody on last week um, for about three quarters of the show, and Cody yeah. was Cody was great. Um, Cody's a good guy. He is a good guy, and uh, Cody's a veteran compared to. A lot of these younger kids. Oh, and yeah. He's only uh, like 20. So yep. um, it's amazing, uh, but a good mix of uh, talent and different experience um, in that first race. And it worked out pretty well. We're going to step aside. Hang on, Nick Loden. Just uh, stick around. We're going to bring you back after the commercial break. We are going to take just a small time out. When we come back, we'll have more of Lee Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color 
correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High School Driver's Ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues... On uh, Race Chaser Radio, Performance Motorsports Network, and uh, wherever else you might be picking us up. If you're listening to us on demand, it could be almost anywhere. Uh, Spotify is a great place to get us. Search Race Chaser Radio or wherever you normally get podcasts from. Uh, Tom Baker with you, along with Keith Graham from the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. And we have also uh, our producer back, at least for one night tonight, James Mellick, able to get the time off from uh, his job at uh, Levine Family Racing to step in and take control once again. And um, we have, have had Nick Woden on the phone with us. I think we've still got Nick. Yeah, uh, we still got Nick. And since you brought up LFR, I just want to jump in there real quick. Sure. Today is Bob Levine's birthday. So really? um, if you're listening live and you want to wish Bob Levine happy birthday, you can get on Twitter and find him on there and now tell him happy you birthday. Say that, so it so happens uh, I hit Twitter and there's somebody there wishing it, him a happy I birthday. I say it is his birthday. Yep. So Happy uh, birthday, Mr. Levine. If you guys want to reach out to Bob, feel free. He's on Twitter. I've already reached out to him and at, told him happy birthday. So at B Levine, L E A Vine. At B Levine. 
uh, on Twitter, but it's Bob Levine, and he is genuinely one of the nicest men I've ever met in the sport. Yes, he is a very nice and, guy. And um, would love to be able to, I'd love to get Bob in here for one of these shows. I can see what he'll, I can that talk would to be, him. Once we kind of get totally, you know, where uh, our governor says, uh, you know, we can open and do whatever we want other than protest, we need to get Bob in here and um, and talk about his his story and and how he got started with Levine Family Racing because truly um, it's a great story. Yeah, and, it really is. I've heard you know, it. it really he's is worked really hard to get to where he is right now and get the team to the point where it's competitive. And he's got a great, uh, great staff, great surrounding uh, team, and uh, one of the hottest young drivers anywhere in the sport. So uh, it's good to see that for him. So happy birthday there, Bob. We hope it is a great day for you. Okay, we'll bring Nick uh, back out, and we've got uh, Keith in the studio. And um, so, Nick, we, we've been talking about uh, the the first race, and we started to talk about Orange County, and I know that you really like that. And somehow I thought last year when you raced at Orange County in the other series, I was thinking while you were on the track running the feature that that track, I mean – I know most quarter midget tracks aren't, you know, really wide and you can't, you know, just, but I, I just felt like that track drove similar to a quarter midget track, or at least had to sort of feel a little bit like you were racing the quarter midgets in the sense that it was really fast. And it seemed like you could kind of put the car where you wanted to and, um, you know, and make it do what you wanted it to do. Am am I even close there? Um, a little bit. And, it's like the core midgets in the fact that you feel the G's all the way oh, through bet. the corner. You don't just feel it going in and coming out. You feel it all the way through. It doesn't stop. But in quarter midgets, if you come off the bottom, you're done. You have to be running over the rumble strips that in them. That's the big difference. And you went straight from a quarter midget to the late model, so there was no in-between for you. Um, for For those in our audience who don't really know your story, what was that transition like? Because obviously it's, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty big difference in size, let yeah. alone speed. That's a huge jump. Um, I mean, I went out and ran that first practice and um, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, I was really scared first time on the track with other cars, but after I, I was supposed to second my first race. And we decided to start last because I've never been on the track right. with another car before. And after about three laps, I was ready to go. I wish I started second. <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> No, but, you probably don't because it's a whole different deal. I, you know, because I remember the first race you did start up there. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a whole different deal when you got all the fast cars trying to get by you than when you're running in the back, able to be the passer instead of the passee, if you will. I, I actually think yeah. probably being in the back was the best thing that could have happened to you because going forward from there, you know, it was sort of just as you could pick them off. <clears throat> and then you started qualifying really well in subsequent races, but you just... You know, it seemed like every race somebody wrecked you, um, you know, and, and you weren't the only one. Um, it was just a, a, a tough deal last year. But this year, um, starting out a whole different um, with a whole different situation and going out and getting second. Now you uh, you get to go to a track that you're familiar with. Um, you know, we talked about the confidence factor. It should be a good run for you. I'm, I'm curious as far as 
because I know that there, there would be a lot of people who would want to know who are familiar with your dad. Um, what is it like for you? I mean, do you feel any, I know your dad doesn't put any pressure on you of any sort like this, but do, do you put any pressure on yourself to have to kind of live up to the reputation that your dad had um, and, and, and achieve the things that your dad did? I mean, it's kind of hard to be a three-time champion. Um, but I mean, is there any, do you feel any sense of having to live up or is this just, I want to be my own uh, person and, and, and carve my own way. And I'm not worried about trying to live up to anything my father did. Um, I'm not really worried about living up to anything my dad did. I mean, I, I don't really worry about what other people think about me or how good I am. I, I struggle living up to my own expectations. I always have way higher expectations for myself than I should. I, I don't really, it don't matter to me what other people think I should do. I mean, yeah, I kind of just want to do my own thing, make my own path. It's interesting. I mean, you know that's, I mean? that's, that says a lot too, that you struggle to live up to your own expectations. And I think that's good. That's, that's kind of, to me, I, I feel like that's a blessing and a curse you always want to want to be the best. I mean, otherwise, why even bother? But at the same time, realizing that, you know, it, it, especially in it, this still young point in your career, you know, you, you're still learning and you're still kind of growing into the part a little bit. Um, you know, so yes, you know, you, you, you want to go out and win, but I think, you know, even though you finished second, uh, in the first race and didn't win it, it seems like you were, you were quite happy just to, to be in that situation at the end of that one. Yeah, I was happy to finish the race with a car in one piece. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, didn't happen a whole lot. He had a huge, he had a huge smile on his face when he got out of that yeah, car after the race. Yeah. A huge smile. It was, uh, now I'm, I'm curious if you gotten your hair cut yet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not cutting it until I win a race. Oh, right. boy. <laughs> I like it. He he needs a he needs a headband. Yeah. You know, one of those uh what do you call them the, 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 Maybe we'll give him a CPLMS headband. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, know. you need you need to <laughs> needs a headband if he's going to have hair like that. Uh yeah, it's been cuz of course everybody went, you know, had the covid hair and um you know, so was, <laughs> I see Red you managed to get yours cut somewhere along the line. Yeah, I uh last time I saw you you were yeah, I was looking rough. Struggling. Yeah, yeah, I had a beard that uh, looked like it hasn't been shaved, and and now it's all <laughs> trimmed up and groomed, and I had hair that just looked like it should have been used to mop a floor. So <laughs> I'm very happy to get my hair cut. So yes. See, I got smart because uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, Keith's been ragging on me all night about my solar uh, panel, my solar panel on top <laughs> of my head. Um, but what he doesn't understand is you can't pick on somebody who's doing it on purpose because yeah. it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't have any effect. Um, I actually had hair for about three weeks and then um, ended up going. I had a friend friend of mine that we'd been trying to get together a while, and I find, I called him. He lives in Tennessee, and I called him and I said. Hey, I said, you know, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Let's get together. And then realized that in Tennessee, you could get that the salons were open. And I'm like, oh, boy. I said, I'll be a little late. I'm going to stop at Great Clips on the way. And and so I went to Tennessee and got a haircut. So Well, fortunately, I work out of Tennessee, so I was able to See, get mine. See, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I live, 
I don't live close anywhere to any of that. I live <laughs> up more north towards the Virginia area. So Virginia was shut down. West Virginia, all that stuff was. North Carolina, the closest I could have went would have been Tennessee or to South Carolina. And, well, I wasn't yeah. close to either one of those. <laughs> so I, say, I didn't go. I say when Nick wins the race, he lets me shave his head. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Hey. That would be all right. That? That's. <laughs> there was hey, a- let's let me shave your dad's head. Let's make that deal. Oh, see, Nick would be all for that. <laughs> yeah, Nick would be all for that. In fact, Nick would take the Clippers. Yeah, let's do it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you know you'd probably have to tie Andy down, but just remind oh. you, it's hair; it grows back. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Andy wouldn't be a big problem holding down the shave. <laughs> Yeah, that's a. He's Nick, only got one arm right now. That's yeah, he's what we do. If Nick wins, we shave his head in Victory Lane. That's what happens. So we shave Andy's head in Victory Lane, well, right? Well, or no, Nick's. we gotta shave Nick's because Nick shave won. Nick. Yeah, no, so but... I'm not cutting it till I win. So we'll. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nick. You got it. It's it's up to you, buddy. You gotta <laughs> yeah, make that see. deal. Let's make it right now. It'll be it'll be oh, sponsored I, I, I by Race Chaser Radio. And I could just picture I could just picture Stephanie next mom in the background going, Yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> and Stephanie would take the clippers yeah. and do it herself. Um but uh no, it's uh it, it's it's a lot of fun seeing you uh obviously have that good run, Nick, and I know that you're looking forward to the rest of the season. And you know, the the interesting thing for you, I feel like with the series that that, that you're running here with Keith, is that about six of the races, at least as as it was scheduled preseason, about six of the races were at Hickory, and that's a track I know you love, and then you got the one in Orange County. So you're you're probably thinking championship here, aren't you? I'm hoping for it. I mean, you've got to have the confidence to at least know that you can, because you always run well at Hickory, and, yeah. you know, you had the good run at Orange County, right? Yeah, I, d- I definitely think I'm in, I could be in contention for it this year. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, it was a good start for sure. Um, is there anything that you think you need to improve upon for Orange County that, that you know, that maybe at Dillon you didn't do as well as you would have expected, other than, of course, the result? Um, well, one qualifying, um, and didn't do too yeah, well in that right. at Dillon. <laughs> uh, they went eighth quick, I think. Yeah, I shot her in there a little too wide the first corner. <laughs> <laughs> and Driver got a little too happy. Yeah. Yeah. You've never done I that, have that. you, Keith? Oh, my qualifying was horrendous. <laughs> I couldn't qualify very well at all any time. I've done that in a go-kart a few yeah. times. You just go in and it's just like, wait, honey, I forgot the turn. I'll be yeah, right back. Was that the turn? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> missed that one by a mile. Um, but uh, hang on a second, Nick. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to put you on hold. Uh, you'll hear the radio show that's going on at WSIC right now. That's okay. Just stick with us. And we'll bring you back around the turn. And uh, we'll be back with more of Nick Lowden. we got Keith Graham here. Much more to come as we continue with Lee Lap right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. 
Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. That's our number two of Lead Lap for the week. Tom Baker and Keith Graham, who is actually... In the studio, but not in the studio at uh, this moment. Uh, he's here in the building. We've had him on since the start of the show, but uh, had to take a phone call. So he has stepped out for a moment. He'll be back with us very soon. We have Red, uh, otherwise known as James Mellick, in studio with us as our producer du jour for the day. And happy to have James back. We'll have Nick Moncher sitting in that chair on Thursday as he brings Ryan Repko with him from Venturini Motorsports to... Uh, Preview the ARCA race at Talladega. Let's go up. Toyotas. That's all I got to say there is let's yeah. go Toyota. Um, same three driver lineup as the day they had at Daytona. So I'm just asking here. I'm not 100% sure on this. Did they get another race in in the national series between these plate races? Or is no. it kind of back to the old school way? Because they used to run. Remember, it used to go Daytona, Talladega with the long break in between. So it's kind of like no, back they, to the old schedule they now. They missed a couple. Um, and so that was where NASCAR decided to bring them back was Talladega. Now the East Series, series formerly known as K&N East, now ARCA East, runs this weekend at Toledo. And that's their first race back. So uh, And then there's a race coming up. Um, in July, I think they're, I think it's July. 
they're running on the same uh, week as the uh, All-Star Race at Charlotte. Yes, I saw um, that one. And then uh, Kansas, I think, I think has been Kansas. scheduled, and then yeah. there's there's a couple more in there. So ARCA is starting to get uh, their schedule together. It's just been a nightmare for the NASCAR folks because, again, you're dealing with governments, and if, if you know, th- this is – all the states that are blue are slower to open than all the states that are red. And that's just how it's worked. And you, yeah, I'm not going to get into all political things. Just going to tell you that's if you look at the map, that's that's the way it's been. And so, um, trying to figure out, you know, how we can put races in wherever we can get them. And uh, the truck series is about ten behind right now, nine or ten races behind. Um, and of course, they've got a few scheduled to come up um, over this next month, but. Um, Xfinity is going to be in good shape after this this summer stretch that they've got scheduled now. Um, and so that's just how it is. And then, of course, we got short tracks like uh, in series, the situation like uh, the Carolina Pro 8 model series where, um, you know, you just try and again, you try and do what you can. And uh, the first show at Dillon had no fans and the upcoming show at Orange County, no fans. And that's tough, especially that's as tough. a new series. I mean, yep. you're trying to bring in sponsors and say, hey, we want you to sponsor our series and help us out. And then you can't bring fans yeah. there to show them, like, hey, this is what we can bring back to you yeah. or yep. even bring them there to enjoy the experience with you. So and it works it's hard. twofold because if you don't have sponsorship for a race, then as the series owner, uh, all of the money and all of the responsibility is yours. So the exactly. purse is, you know, it's a tough deal. And, of course, then we've, we'll bring in Nick Loden, uh, bring him back um, on the strutmasters.com hotline. Um and Nick, of course, a driver in the series, and drivers have had issues getting sponsors this year because no sooner did, you know, it kind of come to where a lot of them may have had deals going, but then all of a sudden everything stopped. And so you lose all those opportunities because then nobody knows when we're going to start again. And it has been the same thing even for us as a radio entity uh, same kind of thing. You, you know, our shows have kept going. And in yeah. fact, our audience has grown significantly, especially on the podcast side of things since the um, since the virus hit. But um, still, everything's closed. Yeah. And you like know, you and nobody's going to shell out money when they're closed. Yeah. Like you were saying, those the sponsors that these people were working on, the drivers and the teams, um, some of those companies for these smaller late model teams and stuff like that, now they're thinking, okay, well, we haven't signed this deal yet, yep. and we still have to keep our employees. So now they're backing away from them because they want to keep their well, employees uh, instead of, right. of uh, spending yep. the money for sponsorship. That's right. So some of these, like the late model teams and even, you know, the NASCAR teams, some of them are losing out on sponsorships yep. because they, the, these companies that were supposed to sign contracts and were working on agreements with have to keep their employees. Exactly. Yep. So Nick, I'm curious if you've been paying attention to uh, what's been going on with NASCAR uh, since obviously they restarted. And if so, what are your thoughts on some of the changes like the no practice, no qualifying and all that kind of thing? Um, I've watched a few of the races. I haven't paid attention that much, but I, I watched that first race back um, at Darlington. Darlington. Yep. I thought that no practice, no qualifying was pretty cool for their pill draw. Yeah. I, I don't even think they should have pill drawn for the by points. I think they should have started randomly everybody. That would have been interesting. <laughs> well, 
maybe not interesting in a great way, which is why they didn't. Uh, you know, there's such yeah. a disparity of speed. <laughs> but we did talk last yeah. week about some cars, um, and I'm trying to remember um, who the car was that we were discussing. And right off the top, I can't. Uh, who was they? They don't have a charter, but um, the car has had enough speed to be in the 20s. I'm trying to remember who it was. And you, uh, the only one I'm going to guess is there's two of them I think that don't have a charter that you would think of. 96, which is the that's who it was. Suarez, Suarez deal, the Gaunt brothers, and Suarez was forced to um to to the the last group, the slowest group, no charter to draw because no charter. And you know my my whole deal was why should that count against him? He was he's it, it should be if if in other words they were doing it by where you finished the last race and then of course taking into account he had no charter so they took him out of the group he would have ordinarily been in and put him in the in the in the back group because he had no charter. It's like that to me that's not a good way to um, help a team who's trying to get through the season and be able to maybe get a charter back. For you know, twenty twenty one, you know it's it's just a tough situation there. But um, yeah, it's now you know let's let's take this down to the late model level, Nick. What would be your feeling about going to Orange County? No practice, no qualifying, pill draw, and let's run a hundred laps. I don't know about that one. We're, <laughs> we're <late laughs> it's different when it's you, isn't it? The, uh, well, the, well, they're professionals. They're supposed to be able to do that. Half <laughs> <laughs> of us haven't haven't even been a full season in a late model. <laughs> it was uh, it was a bit of a trick question, and you and you you fell right into the trap. And it was fun. It was fun to get the answer. Uh, no, it's it's it really is an interesting concept, though, and I think. I think, and I've said this on shows in the past, I think there are things that we're doing now in this circumstance that we could keep doing that would make it more fun and more entertaining for the fans. And, um, you know, I don't know about you, Nick, but a midweek throwdown at Martinsville is a, is a great idea to me. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Wednesday night, Martinsville on FS1. Um, you know, you got cup racing midweek at Martinsville. That's exactly, you know, midweek summer series at short tracks. I think, uh, a great way to get new fans for the sport and, um, you know, a great way to also mix things up a little bit. And of course, uh, our, our buddy James here, uh, says, yeah, but we need the following Sunday off because it creates a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we need it off, but it would make it a lot easier for the teams with the limited amount of chassis now. Yeah. Uh, if you still had that unlimited amount of chassis like you used to have, it would be so much easier. Just with the limit of 12, you have to turn them around so fast for the, uh, next, Sunday for the next races that are coming up for it. When you run two races, that takes two of your 12 cars out of your inventory, and that's not even including the fact that if you've crashed a car before that. So you could be down three or four of those cars that quick, and that just makes it really hard on smaller teams. I mean, we're fine because we have plenty of cars, but the smaller teams is where that's really going to hurt. It's interesting because I would think the unlimited number of chassis would hurt the smaller teams more because they can't afford to have all the chassis that you could or uh, Joe Gibbs or whoever could, um, you know, because there just isn't that much capital to play with. So I feel like this way, uh, it's interesting that even this disenfranchises them because... Um, they have less chassis, so 
you get further and further, you tie up more of your cars longer, I think is what you're saying. Um, but man, it's a, it's a, it's, it sure is an interesting concept, but I do like the idea. I know why NASCAR is not doing it this year. It's because we're trying to make up a certain number of races. I get it. Um, but next year I would like to see it done that way. I think it's more important to run the midweek shows and have the next Sunday off than it is to finish the season sooner, which is what I keep hearing. We're going to run more shows a week to, to get done earlier in the season. And to me, I don't, Look, uh, I mean, chop a couple races off, um, you know, but uh, give give the teams a break. Um, we've got uh, what do we got about a minute and a half? Okay, yeah. and I'm um, gonna go on record saying NASCAR has done a phenomenal job. Oh, it's amazing! I do want to go on record saying that I'm not knocking them at all. Saying no, no. the midweek shows and all that, they are no, doing no. a phenomenal We're job. Just having it, discussion. It, That's all. Putting this together, they are doing. Tremendous, and they're trying to make up everything that they've agreed to. I wouldn't want to be NASCAR No, I mean, it's tough. (laughs) uh... They're doing a really good job at what they're doing. Okay, so we've got uh, Keith Graham back in the studio. We've still got Nick Loden on the uh, Strutmasters hotline. And uh, Keith, hopefully everything worked out well there. Could have been better, but it's it's, okay. It's it's okay. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Keith Keith, uh, back with us now. We're going to talk more with him as well. Nick, I want to give you a chance before we're not letting you go now. We're going to keep you around a little bit if you want to. But uh, we've got about a minute left in this segment. I want to give you a chance to talk about who helps you make everything happen. Um, I couldn't make it to the track without my sponsors and AFCO Longacom Pro Shocks that helped me a lot this past few years, even in quarter midget. Same with Ari's suspension. And then my new sponsors for this year, Home Essentials and Buzzy Racing. Can't, it's going to be great making a relationship with them, helping them out at the track and them helping me out. That's awesome. It's, uh, it's definitely great to uh, see you start out so well. And we're going to keep you into the next segment, uh, if you don't mind. So, again, sit tight through the break. We aren't ready to let you go yet. We'll be back with more of Nick Loden and also more with Keith Graham and more conversation here on Lead Lap as we continue with our number two presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Go to their website during the break and design your next new trailer. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. 
Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. League Lap rolls on. Hour number two presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And we'll uh, go right back to the Strutmasters hotline. I want to bring Nick out just because then Nick can actually hear what's going on here uh, and probably chime in a little bit because Nick and his family have a Victory Custom Trailer. Uh, and I will tell you this. I met Chris Hedinger and his family over the winter and... Um, they do a phenomenal job with their trailers. Victory custom trailers is based in Michigan, but they will, they will get it to you no matter where you're at, uh, in the continental United States. And I think, uh, Chris might've even told me that they've shipped a couple of them outside of the U S. So, uh, look, if you can hear this show and you're looking for a trailer and it doesn't have to be a racing trailer, it can be a horse trailer or a utility trailer, construction trailer, whatever a toter whatever it is uh they've got over 200 new and used uh trailers of all types on their lot uh ready to go or the the thing that i think is the coolest about victory custom trailers if you go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com you can design your own trailer right on the website it's the coolest thing in the world. So if you're looking for a trailer, uh, and the first time I saw one was Nick's last year, and uh, Nick, it's a pretty nice rig you got there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We got an Intec trailer custom made from Victory Custom Trailers a couple, I don't know, four years ago, five maybe. They've got all the biggest uh, brand names, and uh, again, you can see it all on their website. They specialize in the service part of it. Uh, you will just have an excellent experience with them. So if you're looking for a new trailer, go to victorycustomtrailers.com. Tell them that Tom sent you. 
from Race Chaser. And uh, again, you will, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Uh, their craftsmanship is top notch. And uh, it's it's just an amazing, uh, amazing business they've got going there. Very much different from what, what I've been used to seeing in the industry in terms of uh, trailer sales and service. So um, give it. them a call or, uh, you know, again, uh, go to their website uh, and their phone number is on their website. So uh, call and ask for Chris Hedinger and uh, tell them that uh, Baker sent you from Race Chaser. So um, we continue with Nick Loden. And uh, here's the deal, Nick. Uh, it's time to I, I want our fans uh, to get to know you a little bit and i i'm kind of interested in 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 some of the answers to these questions myself so here comes the first one if there were a sandwich named after you what would be on it uh roast beef lettuce and cheese and that's it say that again just roast beef, lettuce, and cheese. Roast nothing beef, else. lettuce, and cheese. Okay, I missed the roast beef part. Roast no, beef, no lettuce, condiments and or nothing. See, Nick and I have a lot of the same tastes because um, I don't do any of that either. A sub for me is is ham, turkey, bacon, lettuce, and cucumbers. That's it. Just I like that. Mean. Yeah, I got to have the mayonnaise and mustard. Yeah, I got to yeah. have mayonnaise and mustard. I got to have some yeah. mayonnaise, salt and pepper. I have to. Now, yeah. I'm going to throw the. I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to throw it out there for the audience. Favorite beverage on race day? Chocolate milk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, and I again, it's like you know, it's it's like I got a, I got a little brother from another mother out there, as far as the taste in, in food. because we is agree. That, how early do you drink that before race day? Like, uh, is that when you wake up in the morning, or how, how close to race time? That's all I drink any day. That and water, <laughs> and that's pretty much all I drink. Wow. wow Even on a hot... Yeah, I mean, I was wondering how Ooh. that would work in your stomach on a hot day. It yeah. actually... See, I, I can take that, because if, if you think about it, like, people that are trying to be fit, what do they drink? They drink um, protein shakes. Yeah. Chocolate milk is really a, a form of the same thing. And so Nick drinks chocolate milk as uh, sort of as a um, a substitute for the way somebody else would drink a soda. Right, yeah. Nick? I mean, am I wrong about that? You're yeah. kind of, that's your drink of choice. Now, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a milkaholic. You know, I, I hear about all these these farms around that, that have all this excess milk because, you know, because everybody's staying home that mile, whatever. Um, and I might like, just drop it off at my house. It won't spoil. Um, my dad's the same way. You know, my dad drinks probably I seven drink or eight gallons every of milk. Meal. Wow. Yeah, my dad I drinks drink it. milk with every meal. He says um, there's nothing better than a cold glass of milk. That's I my dad. I just Absolutely. Could, I used to for years. I was probably just like Nick or any of you guys. I just, I'm just white regular milk i can't handle chocolate milk i can kill a gallon of chocolate milk but this regular white milk See, i just can't I think, hang it, with it no more and here's what's funny my mother one time when i was little thought she was being sneaky because she took me from whole milk to two percent trying to because i drank so much she wanted me right and then i one upped her at one point and i went straight to skim milk yeah and i, I gave her a glass she swore she'd never drink skim well i she want i said here and she drank it and never knew it was skim. And I said, you know, you just drank skim milk, right? No, it wasn't. I said, look in the fridge. I don't drink white milk, but I'll have it on my cereal. I actually have a plastic spoon that I drilled a hole in the bottom of so the milk drips out of it so I can eat my cereal. Really? That's yeah. a fabricator for oh, you. Oh, see? <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> okay. Now I'm curious. Nick, do you eat cereal? Yeah. 
Okay, favorite brand of cereal. Let's see if we agree on this, too. This will be scary if yeah. we do. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, nope, nope, okay. What are yours? Cheerios. I like Cheerios, but Captain Crunch. I yeah. love some Captain Crunch. But here's the other thing. I still, once in a while, just because I just want to be a kid once in a while, I still buy a box of Fruit Loops. I love Fruit Loops. Yes. I, I, like I don't eat them very much because they're a little more sugary and kind of not as good I'm Cocoa Krispies, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> Cocoa Krispies, but my problem is, is Cocoa Krispies about, it ain't breakfast, it's about midnight. You oh, know? I do that too. <laughs> Cheerios, actually, that's my go-to snack late at night. If I if I feel like I just need something before bed, it's a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay, Nick, uh, favorite type of music? I, I, I guess alternative rock. Do you have a favorite band or artist? Probably Green Day. Oh, there we go. Okay, I can deal. I can deal with that. If you could only have three apps on your phone, that's it. You got to get rid of everything else. Three apps you can keep. Which three apps are you keeping? Uh, probably Instagram, Google, and um, I don't know, some video game. <laughs> I was waiting for the game. I, I actually thought that's all you were going to choose was video games. Uh, so I was waiting for the game you were going to put in there for the last one. But. That's the first time I've heard anybody say Google. That's really smart. Yeah. Well, it, see, and Nick is, I, I said it before, he's a very articulate, very smart young man. Because most, Mostly what we've heard has been like the social media, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Snapchat, which was young, in the younger crowd. Uh, and that's what we've heard. And that's the first time we've heard anybody go with Google. Yeah, why why Google, Nick? What are you gonna do on your phone without Google? Everything's on Google. Well, do whatever you want on there. See, to me, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I wish I could get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> is everything's on Google? Google knows people better than they know themselves. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you that's any app on there. Well, yeah, it's a it would that's a different kind of an answer. Okay, do you have a favorite color? Red. Okay. That's a that good fits. color. I like that, that color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says red haired red. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, if you could if you if if you could only drive one kind of race car for a season, but you could have any kind of race car you wanted to drive for a season, if age, if money, if none of it was a concern, you could pick any type of car to race for a year, what do you pick? Super late model. Wow. I like it. Really? I like wow. It. I like super late models. That's yeah. They're really cool. They're I'm, just just a late, I'm a late model guy in general. The that way is, they just, the I mean, stance Nick, of a late model is yeah. awesome. I, explain, Nick. I mean, if you're just running for fun and money's not a problem, like the question, I mean, super late models probably be the most fun thing to run. That's I interesting. That's awesome. Okay, so it, you know most answer, people Nick. would say F one or Indy or NASCAR or sprint cars. Well, not was you know that kind of thing. Midgets. Um, I've never heard anybody just say I'd fine with a super late model. Are you, I mean your goal is to make it to NASCAR, right? Or has that changed now? Yeah, I want to make it to the Cup Series. I want to be competitive in the Cup Series. That's my ultimate goal. Yeah, well, and I think that's um, I think that that's what everybody wishes for, right? You don't just want to be there and exist. Unfortunately, obviously, we don't have forty 
winning capable cars yet in this series. No. But um, obviously the difference between those who have and those who have not is just, you know, the, the resources to have, um, yep. you know, so uh, I think you've got a good shot at it, man. And uh, we definitely enjoy talking to you and would love to get you back in the studio uh, at some point here coming up over the summer. We'll get you to win a race for maybe what we do. I got it. We're not shaving his head in victory lane. If he wins a race, we're bringing him in the studio and shaving it on the show. Perfect. Perfect. And we'll get Keith in, and uh, we'll let his mom shave it on the show. Mom we'll get would, Stephanie in the yeah. Mom would have fun doing it. She would, so. she would so do I it. I think so. And if, <laughs> I mean, Can we just trim it? No, <laughs> no, that's not part of the deal, man. Like a simple bull cat. No, <laughs> no, we're going Chrome Dome. Now he yeah. wants to negotiate. <laughs> we're going Chrome Dome. <laughs> it's been fun, brother. We enjoy having you on and uh, look forward to seeing you at Orange County. And uh, hopefully you'll have a great race there. And who knows, maybe we'll have you back on next week because you won. Yeah, hopefully. In fact, if you win, that would be great because then we'd have him and Carson on the same show at the same time. So, but you got to come in the studio though and get his head shaved and get his head shaved. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll let Carson shave it. Uh, we'll be back. Oh <laughs> we're man! Gonna, we're gonna, wow. We're gonna take a break here. We're gonna go a little bit early with the break uh, so we can come back and talk more with Keith Graham. Thanks, Nick Lode. We appreciate it. That was Nick Lode. Off he goes. He was on the Strutmasters.com, the suspension experts hotline. Here on Lead Lap, and we're going to step aside back with more of the show right after these words. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. to lead lap presented by victory custom trailers by the way uh, if you're watching the the video what uh it and you're wondering well what's that that shirt you're wearing the old one it's uh, this is ken moody is a small block sbs super modified racer at oswego and and uh he sent me down a shirt so i said you know what i'm gonna wear it on the air awesome and just you know say thanks for doing that and uh the it's it's a actually a, his car the paint scheme on the car, and you can't see it um, on the shirt, but it's um, it's a replica of Doug Havron's uh, winning Super Modifieds from back in the early 80s. And many of you will recognize Doug's name from NASCAR because he uh, had a fairly lengthy career running both Cup and also the old Bush series. Um, and so, yeah, that's, uh, I didn't want to, I know cause everybody, I get texts afterward. If I wear a racing shirt, who was that? What was the shirt? Okay. Well, that's, that's Ken Moody. And, uh, so, uh, go to aswigospeedway.com and you can, uh, search for Ken Moody. And, uh, he's also on Facebook. If you want to just look him up, get to know him. Great guy. And he has a, a sponsor called Rez and it is one of those, um, it's like a nutrition kind of deal it's yeah. not like a, a um like a red bull what do they call it? it's not an energy drink it's a it's very um i'm not usually a fan of those i he gave me one when i went up to a swiggle last year and i could have drank a six pack wow. it tasted so good and i felt so good after i drank it uh so i'm i just threw out a free plug rez go look it up and get some because it's just that good um uh, definitely yeah all right so keith graham uh we talked about the race at Dillon, and we were having a conversation when Nick called us about motors. And I know you had some leftover thoughts that you wanted to convey about the whole motor program, because, of course, again, for those who may not have joined us early in the first hour, um, difference between the Ford crate and the Chevy crate um, and you're trying to, as a new series, obviously you're just kind of data mining right now. Yes. Um, you know, I used to call that recon work. I'm learning stuff. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out how to keep everybody on the same playing field and let everybody, um, no matter what motor they have, within reason, don't bring a cup motor to the prolate. That's not going to work. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> you laugh, but you know as well as I do. Yeah, somebody's going to do it. They'll slide it um, in there. They'll, they'll bring a truck motor or an ARCA motor and try and slide it in. We'll have SB2s coming to Orange County. Don't do that. Yeah. But um, you, you've you been trying to keep things even. What what can you kind of tell us about where you're at with all that in your series? Uh, well, it's a struggle. 
uh, obviously, because when I start making changes, uh, people don't like changes. <laughs> You know, and unless they favor them, unless they favor them, <laughs> and they and as a, me being a racer, I understand where they're coming from, but I'm in a different boat now. And yeah. when I go to make those changes, they're not seeing where I'm coming from because they they all want the advantage. And my deal is is what I'm trying to explain to them is I, I'm trying to keep it to where my field is tight. You know, I did it was fairly decent at Dillon, but there were some variances in there that I wanted to tighten up. Now, with the engine programs, with all the research I've done here since Dylan, uh, and even before Dylan, before our, our first race started, I was trying to get as much information as I could compared to, you know, the the Ford combinations and the Chevy combinations. Now, horsepower wise, with the way that we have it set up now with our carburetors, they're all fairly they're within ten or fifteen of each other, you know, with with HP, you know, but uh, the torque is the difference the fords recover a lot better ah okay it's bottom end yeah the, the fords recover a lot better and that's all i'm trying to do right now is just i'm not i don't want to take another horsepower away i just want to get it to where the, the recovery time is, is, is i just want to take a little bit of their bottom end away you know because obviously i'm not i mean i'm i want to race so i'm a, i'm whether it's chevy ford or whatever i want them to be side by side right. i want them to come off together you know, I want them to, you know, and come off together and race it into the corner together. You know, and that's where that's where I seen the other day at Dillon was the biggest thing with all the Fords, not just the winner, but all the Fords. You can watch the Ford and the Chevy come yeah. off together, and you can just watch that Ford just yeah. kind of just come off and be able to recover a lot better in that Chevrolet coming off the turn. You know, so I'm, that's all I'm trying to do because I did make a rule change, and I'm taking the Fords to a 6200 chip from a 6300 chip. Just for, you know, at this point, until further notice. But, again, it's, I'm collecting data. That's all I'm doing. For the average data. fan like me, um, who's not really a motor pro, who thinks motors are a necessary evil, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, explain in at fifth grade English what going from a 6300 chip to a 6200 chip, literally what does that translate to? in horsepower or in change and what would it feel like what how would it change the driving of the race car or whatever is it that big of a, is it really that big of a change to me in my opinion no and the the dudes that or the drivers that own fords it's the it's <laughs> catastrophic well. you know but i mean but for me no it's just <laughs> it, it all it is is this because when you got the when you got the bigger chip in there you know the taller, even though it's a hundred RPM, they can just dive it in a little. They can go in deeper, okay. And they can keep it wound up, and they can come off better. You know, if I'm able to take, if I'm able to take that chip up, they got to change their gear. Now they got to change their gear, and they're wound it. You know, and it just has to. It, I got you. It's hard to it's hard to really explain to in fifth grade wise. We I mean we all racers. Well, no, I get yeah. it. So basically, what you're doing is you're. You're just taking away some of the almost the forward drive or the speed off the corner is what you're trying is to all, do. Yeah. Is all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not taking the horsepower away. Yeah, I'm I just taking just as fast. Yeah. See, it's interesting how you can because I know like with the Super Cup stock car series, Joe tries to deal with different motor configurations. With of course he runs a rock for a tire. He's yeah. got a hockey puck, which I love. Yeah. I'm totally all about hockey puck tires. Um, and his deal is he 
if if he can do it with with um, RPM and he can do it with tires, he doesn't have to worry if somebody wants to bring, you know, a, a motor for, like a, a an Arca motor or or a a K and M motor or a, you know whatever it may be or a Ford or a Chevy. Um, you know, you can he'll he'll find a way to make you even. Um, and I know Pass used to do a lot of that. Yes, yeah. You know, they had several different, you know, you and they just used weight and different things to, um, you know, using chip, I think, is probably more common than I realize. It's just you're the first one that's probably brought it to my attention. Yeah. Um, but I think it's an interesting way of doing that and trying to just, and you, you don't want to disenfranchise a certain thing. You just want to keep the playing field as level as possible. Yeah, and I right? want it. I mean... Yeah, I do, and I want it. I want everybody to feel, which I, we discussed this the first time. I want everybody that comes to run with me, whether it be the guy that has money or the guy that don't have money. When they pull into that racetrack, I want all of them to feel like they have a shot at it. Period. You know, whether I'm, you know, restricting because some of these Ford engines, don't get me wrong, they're they're expensive motors compared to the to For the sure. six the six O's. Yep. You know, six O twos, threes, fours, and yep. that's another, which is fine, but. If they want to, and that's why I give the option. I want them to come play, but you know they're going to have to abide by the yes. rules. And of course, you know? the guys that have them, the reason they bought them is because they perceived there was some sort of an advantage. Exactly, right? we're racers. So you, we're looking for right. all the advantages. So yeah. now you're trying to take some of that away, and they spent all that much, and it's like, well, I didn't tell you to go out and buy that motor. Right? Well, I <laughs> mean, there's been there's been some issues since Dylan, and I've had the conversation with a few cars and stuff like with a few guys yeah and you know they and that's what they come at me with why they feel without getting too political with it they feel like i can be giving the advantages to the the 602 because the 602 eventually in my in my division if you look at my rule back the six the 602 is the most cost effective package that i offer in my division Uh just because for one the 602 you can get one brand new out of the box for thirty seven hundred dollars you know, out of the box, thirty-seven hundred dollars. You put the accessories on it and go racing. The car weighs twenty-six hundred and fifty pounds. You get to run a six fifty-four barrel. Everybody else is on two barrels. You know, and so that's the lightest car in the division. Most that is the the most cost effective. Okay, now I have guys that are calling me going, "Why are you chipping me for a hundred hundred RPM? I just went and bought a six oh four engine and put it in a brand new Fury car. Well, wow, dude." You could have went and bought a six oh two, exactly. You know, for thirty seven hundred and lost one hundred and fifty pounds on that race car and come run with me. Right. You know, I didn't tell you to go buy that motor. Yeah. yeah you so. you went and did that yourself, and that's the 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 interesting thing that I figured out in thirty plus years of being in, inside the sport is that racers are their own worst enemies. They will holler and scream and whine about how much it costs to go racing. And then instead of buying the 602, they'll go out and buy the Ford or buy, you know, whatever. Mm. And it's just like, you don't come at me about money. I don't feel like, (laughs) I don't feel like it's hard to take money out of the racing. Some people have claimed said it's hard to take money. I don't think it is. They just got to follow the rule package. Well, that's the key. You've got to have people willing to make a rules package that eliminates the money and then enforce it. Yeah. You know, and that's really where I think, and and then, you know, when the drivers start complaining, look, I'm saving money here. If you want to go 
you know, spend that kind of money. There's other places to go run. You're not running here. Or if you do, here's what we're doing because we're keeping everybody even. I want everybody to have a chance. And that's what I'm at. You know, and that's, I feel like a series like yours, like Super Cup, those series, that's why they exist is they are Saturday night short track touring series for Saturday night short track budgets. Yep. And if you want to go spend cars tour kind of money or, you know, super late model money on a pro late model, then I'm going to take the advantage that that money brings you away. Yep. And honestly, I'm all for it. I think that's the way that you're going to average 30 plus cars uh, uh, a night for your series. We're going to come back. We've got one more segment here to close it out here on League Lap right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Thank you. 
Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. <laughs> this is not motorsports madness, despite the way it sounds. This is League Lap. Madness will be on Thursday, and uh, we'll have a fun show there. Nick uh, uh, Monch are going to be joining us, along with uh, Ryan Repko, and we'll have Jacob Seelman back in here, and... Uh, Randy Miller, and that's always a good time. We have a great time on Thursday nights and a great time here on Tuesday mornings as well. 11 Eastern, the Inside Pass. And uh, tomorrow, Ross Chastain, our special guest. Randy and I will be in uh, that show. If you're listening to this show live, that show at 11 Eastern tomorrow is always Facebook lived, live streamed on Facebook. Uh, you can get it on either um, the WSIC News facebook page or you can get it right on our race chaser facebook page i always share it so uh 11 eastern tomorrow and uh, if you're in the uh charlotte lake norman area just uh you can pick it up on the radio too if you want to do that uh 100.7 105.9 or 1400 am wsic we are on uh, their entire family of radio stations in this area so always fun we got keith graham with us we've had him since um the start of the show and been fun. We've been talking about pro rate models and um, all kinds of different topics that surround that. Um, what's different for Orange County? What do we need to know? Uh, well, in Orange County, I've I've made a rule change. If that's and for the Ford, in the combination, all four combinations are going to be chipped at sixty two hundred. Okay. Okay. You we know. talked about that last segment. Yeah, and uh, other than that. Uh, that's there. Uh, not a whole lot of rule changes. That's it. Bring it. Okay. Go, let's go racing. What's the know? tire rule? I don't remember it from last time. So I'm just asking so you can get that out there as well. It's, I don't remember it. It's, we run a two tire program. They brought by two and, uh, for my, all the racers that came to that raced at Dillon, I impounded their scuffs. Their two scuffs that they turned in and they'll get their scuffs back for the racers that did not run at Dillon. I have scuffs available, uh, for them to purchase from me. Uh, along with the two new tires that they buy. So once we get everything going correctly, there'll be a two new, two scuff every weekend. You know, and uh, our two, I say two new, two scuff. The scuffs will be the impounds they turn into me every week. The racers that come with me every race, they'll get their their scuff tires back. But So, yeah, only two new tires per race. Yeah, it's a two new Which two I think deal. is great. Yeah. I mean, I, there again, cost savings. And to me... I think it makes everybody drive the race cars. Oh, yeah. You know, again, you're taking away the advantage of money. I got money for four tires every week. Well, that guy down there doesn't. Guess what? We're all getting to. Well, there's a there's a possibility. I mean, there's some things I've looked into for next year. I've talked to a few of my racers. A lot of them don't like it because I've, I've actually want to go to a smaller tire. Yeah, I want to go to an 8-inch tire. You know. To, really? You know, to uh, put because, I mean, right now, to me, these, these cars – have they got too much tire no horsepower you know so i want to take the tire out of it interesting you know and make them have to drive it a little bit how that's they, me personally but i mean how a do lot the of drivers race. have you talked to drivers about that how they react they want tire you know they yeah. want tire they well, want grip that's interesting you know <laughs> i uh, well i mean and and, and honestly i agree because the um you know ken moody sbs i told you about the shirt okay that class at oswego same deal they went to a 10 inch tire the speeds picked up drastically, yeah. and the racing went down. You can't pass on the outside now. Too much tire. The more that it to me, 
See, everybody, everybody is always about speed. It, it, I'm a race fan. I want to see racing. Yes. The Super Modifieds at Oswego are faster than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Okay? But here's the deal. There's about 12 of them, because a lot of them are mass-produced now. There's about 12 of them or 15 of them that can win on any given night. But here's what happens. Because of that fact and because they're going 15 seconds and because they're so aero-dependent, Whoever starts in the first couple rows, one of those guys wins every week because they get out front and nobody else can catch them because they're all running the same speed. Everybody's kind of maxed yeah. out. You, the, To me, the smaller the tire and the more you make the driver have to use the pedals, both of them, yeah. the better the racing. I agree. And that's where I'm coming from. A lot of the racers, you know, like I said, they voice their opinion. They're not a big fan, but... I mean, we may, it may be something we do. It's not all, I mean, obviously that's for 2021. Right. That's not a kind of right. t- a swing I'm going to make during the season. No. But I, I, I had a, I worked for a promoter once and a track owner once who, who used to be a racer. And one of the things I learned from him was this, any rule change that you make during the season with the exception of safety. Yeah that costs the drivers more than 99 cents is a bad change. Yeah, uh, and I'm obviously experiencing that with this chip thing. You I know, mean, you know, <laughs> it's, and I understand, well, and, but but again, you're a new series too. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember that the, the one of the, they were dirt tracks that I was promoting for him, and, and we, we had a deal where we had dwarf cars up there, and they wanted to go from the treaded tire, the street tire, to a racing tire. Yeah. And <laughs> they, they're, they're, the group was a, it's a club, you know, it's not just a bunch of racers. They have their own little club. And so about half the club one night in the middle of the year threatened to, to, to strike basically. And <laughs> okay, not race if, yeah. unless we let them. Now there were two issues that made that, kind of a silly thing for them to to try to do one the class was drawing about 30 cars yeah okay so you take away 10 you got 20 it's still a great race two they apparently didn't know who they were dealing with with the track owner um because harvey it was harvey's been around the block and you're not going to wedge harvey yeah so um, I remember somebody coming in and telling me about this, telling us about this at the track office on the, on race day. You know, all these racers are saying if they aren't going to run, if you don't. So I looked at Harvey. I, <laughs> I said, what are you, what are you going to do about this? And he, he just thought about it a second. And he looked at me, he goes, you go tell him this. You tell him that I said that if after the season is over, they want to go and create a scenario where they're spending three times or more the amount on tires than I pay them in total purse, Yeah. then that's up to them. But right now, we're running street tires for the rest of the year. So I went out, and I'll never forget the quote-unquote ringleader. He looks at me and he goes, so did Harvey send you out here? I said, yes, sir, he did. And he, he said, are we racing or are we going home? I said, well... I mean, you can do whatever you want, but uh, we're not, the, the rule's not changing. And 
Not a single one of them left the track. Oh, yeah. It's like he, but he looked at me. It's like they had the nerve to act surprised. Don't blackmail a track owner in the middle of the... That's like, come yep. on. You know, Shut it down. But it's, it's, it's <laughs> that kind of mentality. These drivers... You know, you, you in this, so you you have been a driver, yeah. So now you're a promoter, and the first lesson you learn is don't let the inmates run the asylum. Oh yeah, I actually had to tell one the other know, day. I said this because if we of our heated conversation, I actually said this is the CPLMS. It's not your initials, right? This is my stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's, so. I mean, that's the thing. And 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 you know, I, I'm here to listen. If you're going to talk to me like an adult, but at the end of the day, it's my neck in the noose. So, yeah. you know, you and I are either going to agree or disagree, but I'm doing what's best for the whole group, not just you. Yep. You know, and then you get, you always get the one with four, three, four, five cars, whatever that goes, well, I bring, it's like, and I appreciate the fact that you do, but here's what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and I, <laughs> I mean, I can't run with just your cars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, and that's, you wanna, you, you know. that's usually what I say too. at that, in that same type <laughs> of conversation. If there, if it is heated, um, thank you for coming. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Exactly. I appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough situation because the first thing, and I'm sure you've already figured it out. You're never, ever going to make everybody happy. You can't, you can't. No, I was trying, even it. before Dylan, I was trying, there were some issues with some, would stagger and spool rear ends and lockers and Gleason's and man, I was getting wore out by the racers, but you know, like you said, you can't make everybody happy. Nope. You got to do what you believe is best for your vision. And if, you know, if somebody can show you that, you know, there's a safety issue or some major issue, then like you said, even with the, you know, taking them down, um, you know, a chip, you're just trying to even out the competition. You're a brand new series. You're trying to work with multiple motors. You don't want to make it just a one motor, you know, one trick pony kind of deal. So, you know, we're letting you run, but we're going to keep you as even as we can because I've got to allow everybody to have a shot. Yeah. You know, I and, mean, that's just how it is in a series. like. And this. that's where some of them, because they, they think I don't do my homework. Right. You know, and I'm like, I am doing my homework. And they do. They, they throw some, I mean, I've had them, they send me texts and send me pictures of, Certain RPM chips and certain engines and certain specs and this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, I got, I, I can go on Google and do that too. Right. You know, but I've done my research, you know, I, and I feel like I'm pretty, I'm not super smart with that. Some of these guys are probably smarter than me on that, but I've done my research. Exactly. I've seen the numbers. I know where they're at and I know what we need to do. And I don't call you when I'm making these changes. I called a lot of people before right. I made that 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 changed on it that chip. It isn't as if you're doing this blindly out of your own head. You know, and my tech guy, yeah. Kyler Honeycutt, he was a big. I mean, he's he's a smart dude when it comes to this stuff. Yep. You know, some of this stuff. You know, he's been around. That's all his all he's ever done is tech. Yeah. You know, so that's he's. A, I think he's a. Need. Yeah, that's all he's ever done. So yep. he's a. He helped. You know. Well, I mean, my whole deal with a situation like yours, if I'm talking to the teams, patience. Just yep. trust me through this. We're going to make a mistake or two, but man, we're going to create something that's never been done in the Carolinas. Yeah. And Pass South had a nice pro series, but I don't think it's ever going to, was ever what yours is going to be. And I know, cause I know what you want to do. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and the, you've got obviously this show uh, support and, and we're, you know, whatever I can do to help. Cause I want to see, we need pro eight models to work in the Carolinas for sure. We just okay. got to get to the struggles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the struggles, I promised, uh, this earlier. So the, the whole deal here, we're, we're struggling in Carolina to get all the track open with fans we had a speedway 
that basically said, uh, I've got the support of the local area. We're going to do this and we're going to do it to the best that we can with the guidelines. You know, governor says he, he'll take action if the local folks don't. Well, the local folks aren't going to. So it's going to be on Governor Cooper. Here's my response to Bob Pockris's tweet earlier. Um, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper said state will take action against a speedway of local officials. Don't. Track had a race last week with signs calling it a protest, which county sheriff uh, determined sufficient to be able to be a mass gathering. Track website says next race is June 19th, implying that there's going to be action taken on ACE before the 19th of June. My response is this. The excuse for not letting tracks have fans is COVID. The virus doesn't care what the mass gathering is. It's either dangerous or it's not. Cooper needs to stop being two-faced and decide either it's dangerous or it's not. It's the same for everybody. Political pandering is disgraceful. And with that, we're going to bring this show to a close. We'll be back here tomorrow morning for the Inside Pass at 11 Eastern with Randy Miller in tow and our special guest, Ross Chastain. And then Thursday, it's Motorsports Madness. Until tomorrow morning, for everybody involved, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for joining us, and have a good night. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit RaceChaserMedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.